Access granted. Entering now. Welcome to the Lodge Trip Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Lodge Trip Show. We have a special guest and a friend on the show today, Donnie Marple. Today on the show, we will be getting to know the story on how Donnie Marple got to where he is today in his professional career as a drummer. And throughout this episode, we will learn much more about Donnie's amazing journey of working with some talented artists and bands across his career. Along with getting to dive deep within the last several years of being a drummer for country music artist Lee Bryce and how he handles life on the road as a rock star. Welcome to the show, Donnie. Thank you very much, man. Good to be here. Yeah. How you been? Been good. Been good taking care of kids during my off time, but uh, been good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the little time when you're uh, off the road, I see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Home time is, you know, obviously different than being away, but it's, uh, yeah, Mr. Mom kind of is what I, my part when I'm home. So that's, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Give a little bit of uh, insight about you, Donnie, um, to the people that are listening that don't know who you are. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a professional uh, drummer. I've been playing drums um, since I was three years old. Um, kind of just started when I was younger, kind of a built-in thing, never really had a lesson. And, um, you know, long story short, I guess we can get into it later, but um, I've, I've kind of just worked my way up um, playing drums with different people here and there. And um, I am now currently the drummer for uh, country artist Lee Bryce. And um, we've been, I've been with him now for about seven, seven and a half years. And it's been a lot of fun. So that that's my full-time thing. That's my, my passion, um, playing music and playing drums. And um, I'm fortunate and lucky to, to call it a living. Um, I, I don't, I, I never take that for granted. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I've been doing for, for a long time and uh, professionally now for about 10 years. So it's, it's been a, it's been a wow. fun little ride. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, uh, it's interesting. Cause I mean, that's a, uh... It, just even like when you even got started or like what kind of got you started into you of like, Hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a drummer. That's, that's what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> it's always kind of interesting to hear everybody's stories. Cause I'm like, it's kind of like everybody has their own unique thing and uh, their own craft and skill set. So I'd be interested to hear, and I'm sure people are listening are probably interested in hearing of, you know, what kind of sparked that for you? Well, I think for me, I, I kind of grew up in a, a musical family. Um, my, my my grandparents played music. My, my parents played music. Um, and my grandfather was actually a pastor of a, a church. Um, it was an assembly of God in West Virginia, where, which is where I was born and raised. And um, we played, you know, we had song service and I used to sit in the front row, you know, as a two, three-year-old and just watch the drummer. I don't really remember it much, but I, I just know <laughs> from, from my, my family telling me they're like that, you know, I was kind of hooked from an early age and I was just so interested in what the drummer was doing, you know, on stage. And and then one time, you know, I, I don't know exactly how it happened, but, the, you know, the church service was over and without permission, I snuck away and I got up on the kit. I was you know, um, I wasn't even three yet. I couldn't even reach all the, the hmm. pedals and stuff I have to play. And I just started playing a groove. I started playing and everybody kind of stopped talking and looked up and they, you know, it was kind of a, they couldn't believe what they were seeing. You know, it was a three-year-old playing drums that's never played before. And it was kind of hmm. one of those things. And from there, I kind of, um, I kind of just kept playing and 
learning from from the drummer at the church and and his his name was Rick Jackson. I'll never forget him. He was a he was a huge support and kind of you know pushing me and telling me, hey, this is how you play, you know, with this type of music and that type of music. And so it's kind of cool to have um, kind of that support from my family and and from people in the church, you know, growing up. And uh, yeah, so that's how it started for me. You know, it was kind of a, a something I don't you know I've been playing drums before I can even remember. You know, I probably couldn't even talk. <laughs> Hardly, you know, um, but definitely throughout the years, you know, I've, 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 I say I've never had a lesson, but I've been inspired by so many other musicians and other drummers, you know, uh, growing up. And thankfully, I grew up in an era with um, with YouTube and, and stuff like that, where I could I could go online um, and kind of learn things from other people. And but yeah, I've always it's a, it's just something real deep down inside of me. I just have a true passion. And I love performing. I love I love playing drums, and um, it's just it's just been it's just been a lot of fun throughout the years to do. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So when you got into um, as kind of like going forward, and and if it's if you have long witted things of like you want to just talk and talk about like everything, that's great because it's all about you. So uh, don't hesitate of just like just going off on a yeah. tangent because we're. Uh, I know you have a lot to say and you have a long journey that what you've been through, but uh, kind of go yeah. into like, okay, you're young, you get into it, you know, in the church and you just kind of jumped on the drum set when you were really young that you barely remember, but you're, that kind of like kicked it off. Uh, when you get into like high school and then kind of like going forward, uh, kind of go into like a little bit of like that order of like, kind of like when each thing hit to where you just kind of like kept right, right. raising the bar for yourself. All right. Well, yeah, when I got into yeah, when I got into elementary school, um, there was a, a fifth grade band. Um, it, was, it was the usual, you know, fifth grade elementary band. You know, there's clarinets, saxophones, everything. And obviously I was pecking on, on my, my desk with, with pencils, you know, since, since kindergarten. But you weren't really supposed to be in the, the, the fifth grade band until you were in fifth grade. But I started in the fifth grade band when I was in kindergarten and was in it. <laughs> from uh, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, all the way to fifth grade. And then, um, you know, it was, it was never boring for me or anything, but by the time I got to fifth grade, I was like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to, to, to do some new stuff. And then started middle school. And then I was, you know, obviously in the, more people went to the to middle school, which kind of opened up more doors musically. Cause I got to, to meet new people that, that played drums and played other musical instruments. And I got to explore different stuff like jazz band and marching band and all that stuff. And um, yeah, throughout middle school and high school, um, you know, being a, a, a drum set player, I kind of, that was, that was kind of like the cool instrument to play, you know, everybody kind of mm -hmm. wanted to do it. So I had to share that, that, that spot with a lot of other, a lot of other drummers and, and stuff through school. But you know, I was always the guy that got the drum solo and, and got the, you know, the cool songs. And, and because of that, I won a lot of, you know, awards and it kind of, you know, at a young age, I started getting these awards, you know, best musician, best soloist, best this and that. And it kind of made me realize like, man, I might, you know, even as a young kid, I was like, I might be able to, you know, to do this forever and actually do it for a living, you know? And I kind of got, um, kind of got addicted to like just performing and, and competing and that kind of thing. And, and then, um, you know, after, after high school and going through all that stuff, um, I went to college, um, and 
to kind of just say another thing, I was interested in a lot of other stuff as well as far as sports. I played basketball, I played golf, I played tennis. Um, I, I was just I was always trying to do something, you know, and um, which helped my mental aspect of, of, of everything. You know, I, I just I loved the competing, anything competing. I just loved and um, you know, out of high school after doing all that, I, I heard about a um, a drum competition. It, which was it's called the uh it was called the guitar center drum off um i discovered it online just randomly on a youtube thing and i didn't realize how big it was but it, it was it's it was at that time um it, it was it was the world's largest drum competition that's what was in parentheses under the under the you know the ad for it so um i asked my mom i was like hey you know i was i was still living at home going going to going to college and I was like, Hey, I, I, I would love to try this out, you know, but the thing with this competition, um, you know, it was like seven or 8,000 drummers nationwide. Um, you had to go to a guitar center, which is a, a music store. Um, and, and, you know, you had to find a, a way there, which was the closest one to me where I grew up was like three hours away. It was in Towson, mm -hmm. Maryland. So I had to drive all the way there just for a chance to maybe, you know, qualify for the next round so it was one of those things it started with 8,000 drummers and then um, I ended up going my, my parents were always supportive they're like let's just do it and see how you do you know so I ended up going and I, I won the first round which was the preliminary round and then I won the store finals which was a couple of weeks after that and then there was a uh, let me see a di dis yeah district finals which was kind of like a an area of, of Northeast and then I ended up winning that. And then it went to the East coast, which I think there was 10 drummers representing the whole East coast. Um, and that was held in New York city, which was the first time I've ever been to New York city. And it was just like, you know, I was like, Holy cow, this is crazy. And, you know, I started, I started realizing how many good drummers there were. Oh yeah. You know, after, Cause I was so deprived of such a small, small town. I didn't know what was out there. You know, I thought I was good. I just didn't know, you know, I just didn't know who who I was out there and what the competition would be like. So then I got, yeah, I got to New York City, um, drug along a lot of my family, which it was half of the audience, it seemed like at the time, which was awesome. I had, a, my family's just been awesome from, from day one with this and ended up winning the regional finals, which got me to Hollywood. So it's, it was one of those things I, I just, I just couldn't believe it. You know, I'm 19 years old and I keep on winning this competition. And while you're winning, you're winning all these prizes. You're getting free drums, free cymbals, free swag, free merchandise, like Levi shopping spree, all this kind of stuff, you know, and I was just, I'm just a little kid, you know, from a really small town. It's not supposed to be happening to me, you know, and then mm -hmm. I get out, I get out to LA or to Hollywood um, where I'm representing the whole East coast. And then, you know, there's four drummers. So there's a North, South, East and West. Um, the, it was the top four undiscovered drummers in, in the nation at that time. And I was representing the East coast and, um, yeah, went to the grand finals, um, and played my, my solo and I ended up winning that. I won a, wow. I won a, a Toyota FJ cruiser. I won 10,000 in cash. I won, it was, it was like I added it all up. It was like sixty-seven thousand dollars worth of prizing, you know, as a nineteen-year-old. And <laughs> I mean, it was like Christmas Day. UPS came almost every day, just dropping off stuff. From, you know, that was part of the winning thing. But all that stuff was cool. But really, what it was for me, it was a, 
it was a, a platform. It was, it was something for me to kind of step up and be like, you know, you know, I, now I know that there's potential for me to actually do this. It was, it was for me, um, um, I don't know, just something that I needed to do. Uh, it was a, just a, it put me in a mental state of mind that I'm like, okay, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm, I'm good enough to, to do something with my, my drum, drumming as a career, you know? So, um, I ended up taking that and just running with it, you know, I just kind of went to Nashville, started <laughs> passing out business cards and, um, you know, just telling people what I've done and, and stuff. So, and it still wasn't an easy, easy path to where I've gotten. And it, it wasn't an overnight success by any means, but, um, that definitely gave me the confidence, um, to, to kind of keep pushing forward and, and kept, kept me motivated. You know, if I can beat 8,000 drummers in the nation, you know, I felt like I could, I could get a gig in Nashville. You know? Oh yeah. It, it just gave me, it just gave me confidence, which is what I really needed, you know, being a 19 year old, um, trying to, you know, trying to, to move to Nashville and make it. So if I, if I would have finished second in it, you know, I still maybe would have done it, but I just wouldn't have had that, that same, like, you know, kind of confidence that, you know, that I had back then. So it was really important to me because I was such a, a meek kind of shy kid, you know, and I just, I just felt like it, without that, I wouldn't have ever probably had, had the guts to, to move away from home and, and, and try it out. So, um, but I'm sure I'm glad I did, you know, it's really, I've gotten to meet a lot of cool people because of, of this and, and it's just been, it's just been a whole life change after, you know, after moving away from, from West Virginia to Nashville in, in such a yeah. positive way. It's just been, it's been awesome. Wow. I like that's one thing that's been cool about these these podcasts that you get to know get to know a lot, <laughs> right. lot more about you know and I know that you and I are friends but I just like I didn't even know like I didn't know even that I'm just like wow right. I mean, that that's inspirational for one and for two it's something that a lot of guys that have passions and things of you know they they can be so diverse you know and, and whether they want to be exactly. you know play a guitar or whether they want to be a drummer or whether they want to be a singer or whether they just want to be another uh, different sport or something but the thing is it's just cool when you can you have so many odds stacked against you and you can let the, the 8,000 people, you know, intimidate you, or you can just go out there and play your heart out and play for you and, and not focus yeah. on anybody else. And it's just funny how that, that happens to where it's just like, Hey, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be me. I'm going to perform for myself. I don't really care if there's 8,000 people I'm competing against or whether it's like 50,000. It's just it's like, I know what I can bring to the table and I'm going to do it. And that's one thing that you can already tell that that, that was in your mindset from the day one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's been, I've been able to relate that to so many different situations, you know, whether it be auditioning for a gig or, or um, you know, meeting somebody, you know, kind of important in the, in the music industry where I knew like this one meeting might, might be, you know, super important or it could affect my career. And, you know, just kind of having a, a mindset of just be yourself, you know, and, and, and just, and, and totally just have confidence in yourself. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with that because mostly because of social media these days, you know, everyone's kind of trying to copy and paste what somebody else did. And because, and, you know, and it's one thing to, to be inspired by somebody, but it's another thing to, to copy them and forget who you are, you know, and that can be with anything, whether it be, you know, be, um, sports or music or, you know, applying for a job, you know, if you, your own uniqueness and your own, um, you know, personal self is what, is where you're, you're going to get the farthest, you know, you, you just want to stick to who you are and, 
really sometimes you have to find out who you are you know and that takes time as well but but patience and, and just being yourself is, is one of the two most important things that's that I've really um, dialed in on you know in you know the last 10 years of being here and I'm still figuring out who I am you know and and really what my goals are and where I want to be but I just know I'm not trying to be anybody else you know I'm just trying to be myself and a better better self you know and that that's mm-hmm. the main goal and and that's that's what I, I try to do, you know, on a daily basis anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome, man. I mean, especially, yeah, man. I mean, you even talking about being being you is like really the biggest thing, especially in any any industry. Uh, I feel like people gravitate more to you when you can just stay yourself and own who you are. And when somebody asks you of like, and I, I always say this to you, it's like, oh, you people are like, oh, you can definitely like you remind me of like this, this type of guy, that's celebrity. I'm like, no. I ain't trying to be like that guy. I'm trying to be me. Yeah. You know, the thing is, there's only one of you. Nobody can replicate that. That's the gift that everybody is given. And hopefully people find that out earlier in life and don't figure that out later. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 That, that's so true. Cause for instance, when I first moved to town, um, they're like, man, you play like this guy or man, that Phil sounded like that guy. And you, like, you, a lot of people would take it as a compliment and I kind of did, but my goal was always to be like, Hey, give us that, give us some of that Donnie, you know, give us some of that you, you know, and I, and that's just been happening a lot in the last, especially the last three, four or five years, you know, where people are, I'm, I'm coming to, I'm getting, I'm getting calls for, you know, studio sessions and they're like, all right, man, get, let, let's you be you, you know? And I think people get excited about that, you know, and just, and I do as well, you know, I'm, I'm not getting hired to sound like somebody else or be like somebody else. You know, they're like, they want me because of my own voice and my, the, the way I, you know, I, I, I play drums, you know, and it's just been really, really rewarding, you know, to, to, to be able to, um, you know, get, get somewhere and, you know, actually having a voice in this town. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, it's, it's been a pretty rewarding thing, you know, just to not be anybody else but yourself and actually be successful at it. So it's been, it's been really fun. Yeah. And uh, you talk about you kind of hand, handing things off in Nashville, kind of go into that a little bit too of, you know, what kind of like, obviously somebody picked you up or you got some gig and that kind of kicked things off. So kind of go into depth on, on that when you're in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, the thing about this city, it's, it's, it's kind of big, but it's really small. Um, so I kind of knew coming into this, like the more people I met, the better. And, you know, you hear the whole, the whole saying like right place, right time. Um, but the truth is if you put yourself out there for opportunity more than often, you know, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get calls and meet people, you know, that you, you wouldn't have met if you would have just stayed at home. So, for me there, you know, there was a balance of, of, of being home and working on my craft, but then there was another balance of, of getting out there and getting out of my comfort zone and, and sitting in with bands and, and shaking hands and, and meeting people. So that, that is so important, you know, to actually put yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone and, and try to, you know, just, just show people what you have. And then when you do show up, you know, you got to, you got to be on your A game, you know, cause you kind of, uh, good stuff spreads pretty quick, but bad stuff kind of spreads even quicker. So it was, um, you know, I, as a, when I first moved, you know, I, I started playing with bands here and there and, um, every band I, I played with, you know, they just let me be me. 
you know, I, and a lot of that's kind of a rare thing in Nashville. They're like, oh, listen, yeah. you got to you got to play just like the record. You got to play. You can't you can't go off and do a, a drum solo here and you know or whatever. Um, but you know every band I played with, they've they've always let me kind of shine. And even now with Lee, um, he I mean he's still just like man, you just be yourself. That's why I hired you. Just have fun being yourself. If, if you're ever doing anything I don't like, I'll tell you. You know it's what, that's kind of <laughs> how it is. Um, but yeah, I mean as far as who, who I played with, I mean I, I when I first started in town, I played with a band called Elmwood, which you probably never heard of, but a lot of people hasn't heard of, but, um, we, it was a Craigslist band and we got, we started playing together and long story short, we got signed to a booking agency and did some stuff with Dave Matthews, blues traveler, uh, toured with OAR. We did a bunch of cool stuff. You know, we were like three to six months in and we were already opening up for some big acts. And, um, and then we kind of, we kind of just started parting ways as a band and, and it happens, it happens all the time. Bands break up all the time um and that that it went you know it kind of went south for me for a second i was pretty depressed because i was like man this is the band i'm going to be the next you know like big band you know biggest band in the world you know but sometimes you know reality checks are are, are pretty important and yeah um, it just it just wasn't meant to be but because of that band you know i met a lot of a lot of people you know and and a lot of i guess you know it was just the we got to i got to get out and actually tour and see what that was like and you know to have any type of experience is, is good so um yeah well, when i started playing with that band you know i'd never toured so because of them i got to tour i got to meet new people um and um i, I keep saying to make a long story short because it, it is kind of <laughs> it can get long-winded but yeah but uh I, you know i i met um i met lee through a studio session um that was that was um kind of brought on by being uh with with my old band kind of as a a kind of like a reunion type of thing we got together and just played some some old you know old songs that we used to and then there happened to be a guy there that was doing a session with lee he said hey we're looking for a drummer for for this session next week i just saw you play you know i would love for you to come and do that session i was like okay and then went home, told my wife, cause she's a huge country fan. And she was like, Holy crap, you get to, you know, you get to play with Lee Bryce. And I was like, yeah, next week I'm doing a session with them. So kind of, it kind of happened quick for me, honestly, you know, I did stuff here and there, but nothing, nothing full time. I went from that band and did some other stuff here and there and then started doing some session stuff. And that's how I met Lee. And then the, my first session with Lee happened to be right when he was making changes, um, with his, um, uh, with his band and, and wanting to, you know, kind of expand the band and, and, and kind of um, get, get a new drummer in there. And he, he asked me to, to come audition a week after that, you know, so it was just such a quick thing. It was just right place, right time, you know, two weeks prior, I didn't have a gig. I was just looking and now I'm auditioning for, you know, a pretty big country artist that I actually was a fan of. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and, you know, going back to the whole drum off thing, you know, I, it kind of felt like that. I was like, okay, I beat out, I beat 8,000 people before I've grown. I'm even better now I've matured this, you know, and it kind of gave me confidence. Like I'm going to go in this, go in this audition thinking and, and telling myself, you're going to, you're going to do this. You're going to get it, you know? And it was a, it was a pretty important thing for me to get, you know, not just 
not just mentally, but, you know, financially and stuff, you know, in this town, if you're not, if you're not gigging, you know, you're not getting paid. <laughs> and that's just how yeah. it is. So it's kind of, um, it's kind of a scary world um, sometimes and it can get, it can get pretty intimidating, but um, you know, I, I, I went in and auditioned and um, you know, a, a week after that, I found out I got the audition. And then from there on, you know, I'd been just been torn with Lee. He's been my full-time main guy. He's been such an amazing uh, boss. Uh, you know, I, it, he is the boss, I, but he's more, he's just a friend. I mean, he's just always been, he's been so loyal and he's taken care of me and, and the band has just always have given me, you know, give, let me spread my wings and just fly, you know, and, and it's, it's been such a fun, you know, journey with him. Um, you know, and I've, I've grown a lot because of him and he's just been, he's just been an amazing guy. I respect the heck out of him. I always have, I always will. And, um, it's just, he, he's just incredible. He's, he's an amazing artist. He's an amazing singer, songwriter. I just, I, I respect him a lot. And to be in his camp, you know, is, is a, it's a pretty, it's, it's just, you just have a lot of pride. Uh, I'm so proud to be a part of, of his, his camp and, and, and playing, you know, traveling with him and playing music with him. Um, so it's, it's just been, it's just been really rewarding being with him. So, but it all came down, you know, it was right place, right time. You know, I just kind of always had sticks in my hand, hoping that somebody would see me at the right time. And it, mm -hmm. and it did. So you just got to put yourself out there. So, yeah, no, that's, I freaking love it, brother. I love that. I mean, I just, especially with like, you're just your, your respect to you, Lee and, and just, uh, you, I mean, you just, you, you just admire him and, and appreciate him for him doing all the things for you, but you know, vice versa too. I mean, you've, you've also have helped him a lot, you know, and then it goes both ways yeah. and that's the part where it's just a two way street. And then, uh, that's one thing oh, yeah. I, I, I love about, you know, and that, and there's other artists and other, you know, genres, but, I would say that just with the bands within the, you know, the country music industry, just everybody's just good, tight knit, good old boy network. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, everybody just is. like, seems like you meet yeah. a lot of guys that you can connect with. And, you know, you guys have all been open arms to me and everything else just between every guy, you know what I'm saying? And, right. and it's just cool when you can see the, the, the atmosphere that you guys have and, and just the culture that you guys have. And, you know, not only, you know, is you, you guys killing it as a band, uh, it's just you guys are just great people even when you're not even performing yeah well that's that's more important to us and that's always one of those things we start off the year you know by kind of laying down like listen when you're when you're off stage that's when that's when you know you're represented the most you know if you're in an airport or we're all representing lee you know and i think that's one thing that you know it it, it, it kind of comes easy to us because we we know how much uh, you know how how a bad reputation in this town gets nobody anywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of one of those things, you know. But it, it is nice to be surrounded by guys that understand, um, you know, that we're all representing Lee, and you know, not to do anything stupid or act stupid or whatever, because that's that means that Lee's acting stupid or doing something, saying something he shouldn't have, or whatever. So um, we we all just we we respect we respect Lee. Um, and and respect the industry you know too much for us to it, it just for us it kind of just it's just uh it comes it, I, I don't know how else to say other than it kind of comes easy because we just it's just we're all buddies and friends and we represent each other and um it's just been it's been it, the, the hang and the the friendship and brotherhood is is pretty strong 
um, with, with our camp for sure. So it's just been, it's been a fun, it's been a fun <laughs> ride with these, these guys for sure. Yeah. Now that's one thing that, and I know there's guys in diverse arenas that are probably listening to this, but um, it's just a matter of always being a good person, regardless of, you know, whatever sport or profession that you have. Yeah. And on top of it, just being a, you know, being a good person outside of it, because it's like people don't remember you, you know, by just what you're doing. They remember about, yeah. you know, how you made them feel outside of that, you know, and that's such a huge yeah. thing because you guys have had a huge, you know, it, you guys have great impressions just all around. I mean, for me talking to Lee at, you know, the Phoenix open and, and just kind of like talking and about hunting and him meeting my dad and, you know, they're just talking about just, you know, shooting the stuff and, and then meeting, you know, Will and then just, you know, then you and then everything else. It just is like, it's just a cool, act, like just, you guys are just awesome. I mean, the thing is, it's like yep. really nothing else to be said about it. And the thing is, it's like, obviously you only have so much time to dedicate to everybody, obviously, but it's a matter of just like that first impression that you, you give off is really, you know, that people can model yeah. off of because there's so much ego in the world nowadays that sometimes things get to people's heads. They, they feel like they're better than everybody. And then really it's like, I've, oh, I've been, I've seen that. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've grown up too, just to where, you know, I'm a small town Idaho boy, you know, Coeur d'Alene. So it's just really, I never was a fan or like one of those, like, you know, autograph people from people. I never really asked for photos. It just, you know, I, all I said was, I'm going to be able to give these guys value anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. And it's like, I'm not, I want to be this guy's friend. You know, I know that, you know, right. I can, I can be that person, but it's a matter of just like, it's cool that just the, the way you guys come off where it's not egotistic and there's other people in other industries and every, and you know, you, everybody knows that guy. But the thing is, is that it's just, those yeah. people just don't ever, they, they don't last that long. They have a short shelf life. It's true. Yep. That's so true. Yeah. This town has its way of filtering that out for sure. Um, yeah, I bet. Which is, which is good in my opinion. So, <laughs> yeah. Life, you yeah. know, life's too short. Life's way too short not to to be kind and to people and to, to no matter who you are, you know, you just you just want to respect people and be respected because it's just you know that's that's one of the joys of life and being human. You know, is just treating people with respect. It's the old golden rule. You know, it's 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 an awesome thing. You know, it's just a good feeling to treat people good and and to be treated good as well. So yeah, just, that's how that's how the world should be going around. It's just sometimes it, it doesn't. So that's just how it is. But yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah. I always say this to, to young people that will be, I mean, say that I know guys that are going to get drafted in NFL guys are going to go to MLB, you know, all, all right. the sports professions and everything else. But I always say this, I always be like that, that voice in their head that, that is like that daily reminder of don't, don't forget that anybody that you meet and how you make them feel, you never know where they're going to be at. And that's the one thing that this world is so small. You might say Nashville is small. And your industry is small and this whole world is small. And the thing is, is like, I, I always say this all the time. I'm like, okay, you know, you can control what you do and what you put out in this world and how you make people feel and what your actions are. Because the thing is, is like, that will all come back to haunt you later on. And the thing is, is that I, I always like, I, I always treat everybody with respect. And I always like, I, I always like thought to myself of like some people, there are people out there that, you know, I was young and reached out and you know, they, they treated me not so, not so good or they thought I was like nothing. But it's a matter of just like, you just never know where somebody is going to be at later down the road. So it's a matter of treating yeah. everybody with mutual respect. I don't care if they're the janitor or they, they mop exactly. floors. You just never know. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. true, man. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, it's a, just a thing that it's a rookie. It's a rookie thing. I mean, some guys just like, I mean, and I always have fear of just like guys that, you know, that I know around me 
you know, that, that get it quick, you know, and they get, they get that, you know, that debut and they, they go out there and do mm-hmm. their thing. And then they forget about everybody that supported them from day one, you know, and forgot about, you know, yeah. the people that matter the most to their life. And, you know, they, so they forgot that that was the root of everything. And that was their happiness. It wasn't their profession. It was the people that it's like their family, it's their unit. It's like every, you know, it, they're their heart, like that's their heartbeat, you know, and that's the, their family unit and their friends. I mean, that's, that's what keep, that's what drove them to want to, you know, be better, you know, and be where they're at now. And the thing is people sometimes turn their back on that. And then you see that that oh, doesn't yeah. last quick. Yeah. I mean, success is, is, is sometimes a distraction from you know distracting you of who you actually are and where you come from i mean you know and i think i I, you see it all the time uh, unfortunately and it's what it is it's it's literally just it's it's something distracting you from who you are in and and this the secret is i think is to to ignore you know all the the glam and the stuff from you know especially in the athletic world you know an overnight you know maybe a signing bonus of millions of dollars or whatever you know, it, it's hard to ignore that for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're if you're true to yourself and true to your supporters who've been with you all your life and really, really think about, you know, where you've been and where you've come from, you should you should never change, you know, who you really are. You know, I, I just think sometimes success is definitely a distraction and you kind of forget who you are and where you've been. It's easy for anybody to do, you know, but um, you got to stay strong, just as strong as you were on your way up. You got to stay strong while you're up, you know? Yeah. So, I think that's, that's key for sure. Yeah. And uh, I said this in one of the last podcasts, but I'll say it again. It's normally when the guy, and you're a true example of this, Donnie, of when you just focus on doing what you do, you're not focused on the publicity, the fame, the notoriety, the, the you know, the pat on the backs, attaboys, you're just doing what you do. And normally it's with those guys that ended up, that end up being those guys. So that's the part yeah. where everything is so flipped. Everybody's just trying to be this, this star. They're trying to be this and they're trying to go live the, you know, the, the Cali dream and go out there and try to be an actor, or singer and all this. Yeah. Other. But the one thing that they totally missed the whole the whole point of this whole entire thing is really it's like you're you're competing against people like you you're competing against guys that just have a burning passion within their soul to where they don't care about any of that stuff they don't care it just it's a byproduct to their own profession yep that's true no doubt that is just i mean you look around i mean it just is like it's just crazy man when it's just when you when you're so focused hyper focused on what you're doing i mean i saw you i mean i, I remember this I, i'm going to the, the when you play at the corner lane casino uh you know i'm watching <laughs> i'm like you when you guys hooked it up and gave me some tickets whatever uh to come watch you guys uh i'm i'm sitting there and when you did that you know when everybody stopped and you're just hitting those drums and you're going at it i'm like damn right. like this guy right here is like that explains you winning out of those eight thousand people <laughs> Because it's yeah. just like that, like you freaking killed, you kill it with the drums. And I'm just like, geez, I'm like, I, I kind of want to just try the drums out just real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's like an inspiration to you, a lot of guys. Cause I know people that love just music instruments and you know, you're a yeah. true guy. I mean, true model off of everybody has their craft on a band. I mean, say, okay, you have a, you have the singer, you have the guy that plays the guitar, and, you know, the drummer, everybody has like their, their, their crafts and you, you have to admire each component within a band and not just like, okay, Lee Bryce is yeah. awesome. I think he's a great guy, but the thing is, is like, it's not just him. It's, it's also right. the guys that are playing on the band too, that just make it that much more great. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, it's yeah, Lee can go up there by himself 
um, and absolutely kill it. But, oh, yeah. you know, having having your, your buddies up there and, and people that mm-hmm. have just as much passion and fire, you know, when, you can tell from being, you know, especially from an audience perspective, it, when somebody cares about what they do and when they're just playing just for a, a paycheck, you know, there's yeah. there's a difference. And we've always been the guys where we don't think about anything but, you know, just playing from our soul and just pouring it out for because we don't take it for granted. You know, we, 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 what we do, we're, we're doing because we love to do, but we're lucky that we get to do it, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, that, that's why we, that's why you probably feel that because we feel that, you know, when you see, when an audience member sees it and feels that that's because we're feeling the same way, you know, it's, it's just as real as can be, you know? So it's, it's a mutual thing that we, and that's, what's so fun about performing is that, you know, we, we can feed off the audience and they can feed off of us. We're, we're technically having a conversation, you know, <laughs> uh, and there, there's yeah. every night, every night's different. And it, there's nights where, you know, sometimes the audience isn't quite as hype as other nights, but we still, you know, we still give it our best and, you know, we end up selling them usually um, by, by the end of the night, but sometimes, you know, different, different audiences. I mean, sometimes it's an older crowd. Sometimes it's a, you know, maybe there's, um, there's no, no alcohol at the show and sometimes they can be a little dry or whatever, oh, yeah. but that, you know, that, that doesn't stop us from um, trying to get across what we want to get across. You know, we're yeah. up there to give them a good time and we want them to give us a good time. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, we, it, it's such a mutual thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so kind of switching a little gears here and this will yeah. uh, kind of good laugh here about your, uh, your bench seat that you put on with your dumbbells out there outside of the tour bus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, talk about kind of like your fitness on the road over here, Donnie, because you're like the the prime example. I'm like, hey, this is this is too good. I, I like looking at your stories. I'm like, this guy literally has a bench press freaking like seat with dumbbells outside the tour bus. Like this is <laughs> it doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do is what it comes down to. But um, kind of just kind of where I, I started with this was um, I I don't know what got into me, um, but. I kind of I started getting comments about me losing weight and kind of being skinny, asking me about my health and and I kind of did a, a personal you know check on myself and I looked at myself and kind of when I was waking up I didn't have a lot of energy and um, you know I, I hit 30 years old and I I thought that I was going to feel young forever and you know I'm still feel young and I still felt young but I didn't feel like I really wanted to and you know enough comments and enough people kind of you know they weren't negative comments but to me it was one of those things it was just enough to, for me to kind of start pushing myself and, and to make a change um in my in my fitness world and because I, I just felt like I needed it you know more than more than physically mentally and um yeah so I just started started doing this program um it was a you know it was a, it was a, a beach body program and um, cause I just, I, I always been the guy that I need guidance. I need somebody to kind of push me. I need a, some type of routine. And, um, I just started, you know, working out and just started eating healthier and, um, and just started lifting weights and running. And, and I, I kind of got, I kind of got that feeling like I was, you know, 20 again and I could just go forever and lift whatever. And, um, and I'm definitely right now in, in better shape than I ever have been in my life. And it, you know, every day I wake up and I have that kind of hop in my step, it kind of motivates mm-hmm. me 
to get back at it again. Like I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to, <laughs> to work out. I can't wait to, to you know, and, and some days are harder than others, but yeah, for instance, the bench and the, the, the dumbbells outside of the bus, you know, a lot of times you're stuck in, in a place where there's no gym. So I, I just took, I put the gym on the bus, you know, it's amazing what you can do with a, with a bench and, and dumbbells that go up to, you know, oh, 50, yeah. 50 pounds or whatever. You can get a lot of work done. And, um, I mean, for me, the reason I started doing that is, is because um, I kind of I felt like I, I was plateauing like in my in my not my career, but just in my my lifestyle. Like I was eating kind of bad. I was I wasn't getting anywhere, you know. And it just I, I needed something to kind of just I wanted to have another goal, you know, and just to find, have something to where I can start from scratch and get to to a place where I want to be, you know, and. And I'm slowly getting there, you know, I'm starting to, to lift more, feel better, you know, look better. Um, it's just been, it's just been such a cool little thing to do. Um, I'm getting comments from, you know, from friends and celebrities and you know people that <laughs> they're just saying, man, you've been working out. And, and, and that's for some reason, like that's, it's not like I need to hear that, but people that kind of make comments like that in a positive manner now, just keeps me moving and keeps pushing me. Cause I, you know, I want to, I, I, I like having comments like that because it, it, yeah, like I said, it, it pushes me to, to keep going, but I also want to be an inspiration for people that may be, you know, in a slump or, or having trouble with their diet or their exercise. Um, you know, cause it just does so much for your, your mind, body and spirit, um, you know, to, 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 to knock a workout, even if, if it's a 30 minute thing, you know, you can find a way to do it. It's just so good for your, your, your mind, body, and spirit. And I've just realized that in the last probably year wow. or two, you know, and, um, I, I, I've definitely, I've, it's a, it's, it's usually those things are just a little, I don't know what you would call it. Just, uh, a, just a, a phase or what is something I go through and then it's done, mm-hmm. but uh, it hasn't been like that for me. And it, it's usually like that for something like that. You know, it's kind of like the new year's resolution is never to work type of deal, <laughs> but this one is actually working, you know? Um, and I think it's just because of how it makes me feel, you know, mentally and physically. And um, it's just been, it's been really good to have, have uh, to have the weights with me. And, and a lot of times I go to the gym and stuff, but what's really cool, you know, in our, in our camp, in our Lee Bryce camp, I'm starting to see, you know, other people, come tagging along you know and saying hey can i use that bench today you know and <laughs> I, i'm just seeing i'm seeing, seeing a lot and it, i'm not saying that I, it started you know just for me i think a lot of people were would probably do it anyway but if they were if they're having any doubt that day should i work out or should i not and they look outside and see me working out i think it, it's one of those things they're like okay let's do it you know get some mentally kind of prepared so it, it went from kind of just me and another guy going to the gym and now now we have like four or five guys hitting it and it's just kind of been spreading and um and i think it's because the other people were kind of seeing results and seeing how we feel and and, and stuff during the day and i think it's a it's a, a pretty addictive thing you know you, you it's just you just want to be a part of that and it's, it's been pretty fun to to kind of make some some changes in my life and see other people making changes in theirs as well um so it's been really rewarding for sure yeah that's uh i call it yeah i call you now the the donnie the fitness coach on on the road for all the rest <laughs> of the guys so <laughs> kick everybody in gear it's like hey you're yeah. gonna use this you're gonna do this and it, you're so right with with getting your mind right because 
the thing is, is like, it's, it, the, it promotes longevity with everything. I mean, it ties into oh, yeah. so many other things. I mean, I've been, you know, putting 60 pounds on my back and, and hiking Camelback Mountain in, in uh, Phoenix. And uh, that's a gnarly, it's a pretty gnarly hike. And um, it's like a rock yeah. climbing most of the time. And, uh, right. you know, just doing that, you just, you do it in the mornings, early in the mornings. And I've been bringing people with me. The cool part is, is like, people literally start seeing it and they're like, Hey, can I go hiking with you? Like, I mean, cause they, they almost need somebody like there next to them to like make it that much more worth it to them to be able to do it. And then they start doing it on their own. They start bringing people with them. It's just cool to see yeah. about just like keeping your, you know, your overall health and well being in check and not, you know, neglecting it because it does tie into your performance. It does tie into your mind getting right. I mean, I, I remember working out in Coeur d'Alene and, there's this guy that was a drummer himself and I don't know what it is with, you know, it seems like the drummers, man. It's like drummers are seem to be good buddies of mine, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy's like, he's like a Puerto Rican type of guy and he's 71 years old and he's totally jacked. Like, I mean, like he's like not jacked, like bodybuilder type, but I mean, he's like lean chiseled out yeah. and he's 71 years old. And I'm like, there's no way. I mean, obviously it's some of the, 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 Puerto Rican in him, obviously with his ethnicity, but yeah. um, he thanks it right. for that. He's like, Hey brother, he's like, you're, you're going to have it too. So don't worry. He's like, you look like you're going to look just like me or better. I'm like, Hey, I appreciate that. He's like, and he said that he was doing drumming with like a lot of uh, notable rock bands back in the day. And he oh, told wow. me it was like, you know, he, he's nothing but a drummer and he's seen how like a lot of the guys that he's known have, have died from heart attacks and, and things of not keeping oh, yeah. their health in check. Because when you're a musician, uh, it's probably like the worst, uh, industry to be in when it comes to health uh and other genres of music i mean i'm sure you see it around you but you just the drugs alcohol um you know bad diets everything else and then next thing you know you 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 drop and drop dead kick the bucket at like you know late 40s early 50s and it's just like geez yep yeah for sure i mean diet alone traveling on the road sometimes i mean sometimes you don't have any other option but hot dog and burgers for lunch and then you get that leftovers for dinner and you know and you don't have a breakfast so sometimes it just takes a little willpower maybe you know maybe look at some restaurants close by or or bring your own food like i was starting to bring my own foods especially snack type stuff because there's they t- tend to have cookies chips they have lots of that but they don't have you know almonds and um you know yogurts and things like things a little healthier snack type stuff so it's such a slippery slope on the road you go you know uh, if you're out for two weeks and there's nothing but bad food you know you just slip into that it's just hard to get back on a healthy you know train so it is it's definitely hard um on the road but um if you if there's always a way you know you can always find a way with anything you know that comes with with anything you know if there's a if there's a will there's a way so um you know we've we've all tried to um kind of take off things off of our rider like the peanut m&ms we always had those in the dressing room we we always had uh red bull um you know stuff like that um and those things are fine you know but it's one of those if, if it's they're always there you always just want it yep. and sometimes it can it can get to you you know and it and you know two weeks on the road of a snack on those things all the time you start to, you know, you start to realize, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And it's, it just becomes that more of a habit forming than anything. So, yeah. Yeah. But like I said, there's a will, there's a way, you know, you can, there's ways to stay healthy out there for sure. Yeah. I, you, you mentioned the, the Red Bull and you replaced that with some Enduro Sport there, my friend. That's right. It's a little you're healthier, right. healthier route there. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's I was, right. <laughs> I was talking to a couple of the, uh, in the professional bass fishing realm, uh, yeah. energy drinks, 
are like one of the top picks. Like, I mean, and, and I've, all these guys are like, hey, I'm going to take this Endural Sport pre-action because, I mean, that, that stuff, dude, I tried it. It was good. There's no caffeine in it. And it, it, it literally, like, I, I feel on point, like, for long hours of the day and there's no crash. And I'm like, he's like, like, yeah, I mean, I drink a monster uh, every time I go out <laughs> in the water. But any way to replace that monster or that Red Bull, because that is horrible for your health, for one. So it's like any way yeah. to make it more healthier and, you know, to make sure I'm putting something good in my body uh, is going to help me out. So that's the thing is where I used to be that, that energy drink guy. But obviously, that's the reason why I wanted to at least uh, create a brand that's revolved around, you know, not having something that's not healthy for people and, and where I can put something right. in my body. Because I care about what I put in my body because that's a direct impact on everything else in, in, in my world of my day-to-day, you know, uh, actions, like just what I do. And so if it starts, you know, messing with my body and it starts like just messing with my adrenal glands and I take too much ca- caffeine in and, you know, people are coffee drinkers, obviously. So, I mean, it's hard to keep yeah. coffee away from it, you know, and I, I had cool. uh, one of my buddies uh, who I'm going to introduce you guys to and take you out fishing. Uh, he's one of the top anglers in the, in the world and uh, his name is Brandon Polinick, but he, uh, he, he was like, yeah, no, he's like, I love Endural Sport, man, but I, I'm not, I'm just taking Endural Sport, but I don't know if I can give up coffee though. And I'm like, he's like, I like to taste. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, well, you just said you like to taste. And so that means you can drink decaf. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so that's funny. Um, last two things, Donnie, before we jump off this podcast. Um, yeah. What's your craziest story uh, that not too many people know about uh, being on the road during your career? or anything you want to share to people that are listening? Craziest story, man. It could be the funniest story, too. It could be one or the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like there's all. It, it seems like it happens every night. There's always something funny. Um, I think, man. That's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I've got to do a lot of things that I didn't think I was going to do. Um, you know, I, I, I'm an I'm an athlete. I've got to meet a lot of cool athletes like Peyton Manning, and so mm-hmm. I, a bunch of it, the perks of of what I do is just is, is incredible. Like you know, you get to meet some of your heroes. I got to I got to I got to play in a golf tournament with with Jack Nicklaus uh, mm-hmm. a, a couple of weeks ago um, because you know, and it's all because of music. You know, music kind of has, has took me there. But I, as far as like, you know. I'd probably have to say the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, it was the first stadium show I ever played. Um, I think it was, it was either, it was Heinz field. We were opening up for Luke Bryan and, you know, <laughs> I mean, I've played some big places, but when you look up and there's 70,000 people, it almost looks like it looks fake. It doesn't even look like it's real. And I've always kind of through high school, I mean, it was bad. I always, I always got like the giggles and stuff and I, I would start laughing over little things and kind of get in trouble, get sent to the principal's office. It was just something I did. It was bad. Um, but I, you know, we, we went out on stage and you know, it's just like, it's just super, it was just, I just couldn't believe what was happening. And then, you know, I was taking it so seriously. And then one of one of the other musicians in the band, he's not with us anymore, but his name was John Bollinger. He was playing uh, pedal steel, an instrument, with us on stage. And he's right to the left of me. And I'm looking up, and I look over to him to kind of give him a smile. And the next thing I know, he's he blows all of his – I think he was having like gin, like a gin and tonic or something like that. He, he spit it all over me. <laughs> and, and the reason he said he did it he 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 accidentally swallowed a bug or uh, something so i looked i looked over at him and like i get 
all this just gin and tonic, you know, all over me. And it was like the second song in, and for some reason, I mean, it's not for some reason, it was for obvious reasons. It struck me funny. And I, I, I could not stop laughing throughout. The, I don't remember the show. It was my first stadium show ever. My head was down. My, my body was shaking in laughter the whole show. And it's, for some reason that sticks out to me just because like you would think, Oh yeah, it's your first stadium show ever. You know, you're going to go out kind of just like waving to the crowd and like looking up and soaking it all in. The only thing I soaked in was his <laughs> all over me. And I, and I was laughing, you know, throughout the whole show. But for some reason, you know, it's one of those things you, you might've had to have been there, Yeah. but I, I'm telling you, it was, it was the funniest, the best and worst experience of my whole life. Like everything all combined. But uh, I'll never, I'll never forget that. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, oh that that was crazy for me just because I, I remember it the most, but um, <laughs> that, that was a funny one. We also, uh, I mean, we've done all kinds of, of fun stuff. You know, we, I think one of the, definitely the most memorable, like positive things that we did as a band, we all went skydiving together. So, you know, to play music and get on stage and to play in front of people, you know, that's that's fun. And sometimes you get nervous, but you put your band in a, a, a pretty <laughs> loud and rinky-dink airplane um, about 15,000 feet. And then that door opens up and you, you see a different side of your, your buddies <laughs> uh, <laughs> that you've never seen before. So we, we got to skydive about a year ago in Las Vegas. Um, Lee was there, the whole band was there, we all got to do it. So that was probably the most exciting, most memorable thing that I've ever done with those guys. Um, it didn't have anything to do with music, it was just us being friends and kind of experiencing that together. Uh, so yeah, we jumped out of a plane and uh, we all survived and that was the goal. <laughs> and uh, that was that one of the most, the most, the, cra- the craziest thing that's that we've ever done, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, awesome. those are a couple of stories, um, but there's there's a long list. But for some reason, there's no. Oh, I bet. I think. Oh, yeah. I definitely bet. I mean, they're just you're you're saying all different types of things. I mean, anybody that's traveling all over the place is probably most like. I mean, you talk about like just bass, like even like bass anglers. I mean, they're they're clocking like sixty thousand miles a you know a year. Oh yeah. You know, and, yeah. and the thing is, is that that's a lot. And so it's just is like when you, I ask them the same question, they're like, "Man, dude, I, I don't know. There's there's." too many to count i don't know which one to start yeah. at. Yeah, i, I can exactly. tell you the same thing for myself when i travel over the country for fishing too so <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. yeah it's it's too good man and that's a uh, it it almost like i just something just sparked in my head too because it was like with you being into like your your fitness stuff and and things like that yeah. and will is another guy uh within uh the back end of things it's, it's pretty interesting to see like with will getting you know uh, the guys involved with outdoor stuff and then you are getting oh, yeah. involved with fitness stuff. It's just cool. Like seeing the culture you guys have on that band. I just thought, thought about it just cause I'm like, each guy kind of has their, their thing and they kind of just get everybody involved with it. Um, outside of just sure. playing music. Yeah. Yeah. It was a one lane type of thing where you just kind of did, we all kind of just showed up and played music and then went home. But now that we've all gotten to really know each other and, and have grown, and we have all had our like different hobbies and stuff. We're like, Hey, let's give this a try. Or I'd like to try this. It's, it's really expanded our, our, you know, our outlook of touring. Like now we, we look at touring as not just entertainment for, you know, um, our, our fans. We look at it as ways to experience new things, you know, um, 
like with Will, you know, taking people fishing or, or, or Lee taking people hunting or whatever, you know, it's mm-hmm. just so many different routes now. And it, it just makes you excited for the, you know, especially like when the new year comes around, we look at the tour schedule and we start like, Hey, we're going to be here. That means we could do this or we could, you know, stuff. It's just, it's always something with the guys, you know, and it, you're yeah. right. I mean, it's cool to see the different stuff that everybody's into. Yeah. It, it, makes, it makes it more fun. Oh yeah. No, it's funny. Cause I was at the open and we we're talking about, I was talking about hunting, fishing and, uh, you know, being a collegiate bass angler and traveling over the country for fishing. And, uh, it kind of sparked everything with Lee. And then Lee's like, you know, showing me this big bowl that he shot, uh, in Colorado. And I'm like, I'm like, right. he's all static. He's like a little kid at candy factory. He's just like, yeah, look at this. Like this, this thing. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, wow. I mean, that is a big, big yeah. one too. I mean, I'm just like, and you feeding that, that uh, thing yeah. steroids or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, I just saw that, uh, thing two days ago. He's, he's got it all, um, it, he's got it in his, in his, uh, at his farm now. So oh, that's it's cool. Beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot bigger in person than it was in the pictures for sure. Oh, I so. bet. That's a, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty cool massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So in closing to everything, uh, what would be your best advice to the people that are listening that want to reach the highest level, either in the music industry or just overall in any profession? Yeah. Um, well, from my experience and, and everybody's different, but I, like I said before, um, you know, be true to yourself, you know, find yourself and, and you don't try to be anybody else, but yourself, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is to, um, always be yourself and be proud of who you are. Um, there's a place for everybody in this world. You just got to find where that place is. And, um, another side note, um, especially since we talked about the fitness thing, um, and it doesn't have to be fitness, but, you know, find the one thing that you're good at is cool, but having other things to kind of, um, to kind of have an escape and, and, uh, you know, just kind of let go of, of like, if you have to work 40 hours a week, you got to find something else to get your mind off of, of work, you know, and, and having something, um, you know, beside you, like, like for me, it's fitness, you know, I, I do drums and then fitness, the fitness thing has been keeping me really, um, motivated and keeping my head fresh and making me want to, you know, get back to playing drums, you know, um, if I just focus on drums, then I, I kind of lose, I lose the, the interest in it, you know? So, you know, th- I, I always think it, it's important to to find, um, other hobbies as well to kind of keep you, keep your, your mind fresh and, 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 and t- for you to be able to, to try different things and experience new things, because then you go back to your, what you were meant to be. And it's just almost like a, I don't know. It's like a refresh button. When you go do something else and come back to what you love, it's a refresh button. So, um, yeah, I think, I think always, you know, be yourself and, and find, find other things and, and get out of your comfort zone and try new things, you know, because you never know what you're mm-hmm. going to like. So, but that, that's my, that would be my advice for sure. You know, yeah. just live life to the fullest, man. Have fun with it. Amen to that brother. Amen to that. That's uh, <laughs> that's the, that is like right there. People can take a correlation amongst all the podcasts, but it's just like, for me, it's just like when you bring people on on the highest level and you hear about each person, they, they tend to say the same thing. And that's the part where it's like, and it's either you like take into an account and use it for your own advantage or you don't, but it comes down to is like, right where you just said of like, you know, I know that you do this one thing, but finding other things outside of that 
is really what's going to yeah. really, you know, be that push because you're going to start seeing that there's more of a meaning to life and it gives you more fulfillment exactly. and it's just so much more uh, out there in this world to be able to do. And the last thing you want is to be sitting in your deathbed at one point, lay in your deathbed in better terms and to think about all the things that you, you wish you could have done. And those are experiences yeah. with people that you love and care about, your friends, your band, you know, your teammates, you know, and so forth, your colleagues and to be able to do those things, man. I mean, that stuff lives on forever. And I'm guarantee you have a lot of memories with the guys that you've been playing with and the guys that you started out with and everything else throughout your, your journey. And those things live with you forever. And you're not going to be talking. I mean, the things that you'll be talking about later on will be those things. It it won't be the things that you acquired. It won't be the, you know, the, the, the flashy things and the, you know, all the, all the cool things you get to be able to, to do. It's really just the experiences that you had with the people that you care about. That's right. That's what you take with you, you know, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited Talk to see you, where your journey goes, man. It's a, uh, you know, I plan on seeing you go down in history for one of the best drummers of all time. So that's one thing <laughs> that I, I think in my head, I'm like, yeah, I plan on seeing this guy like in the hall of fame for being a drummer oh. over here. So it's awesome, yeah. man. Well, that would be awesome. Uh, it would be awesome, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. I, all I know is that tomorrow's a new day, and I, I actually I leave out tomorrow for another run. So, um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep keep giving it my all, and that's that's what that's all you can do, you know. Yeah, that's so. the truth. Um, so if people don't already follow you, Donnie. Uh, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm I'm mostly on Instagram right now. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I think it's yeah, it's Donnie underscore Marple is my Instagram. And then um, I I post a lot of videos on and off the road um, on my YouTube channel, which is uh, th- I do believe it's YouTube.com slash Donnie Marple, which is D O N N I E M A R P L E. So. Um, I have a bunch of cool videos from stuff I've done at the house. Um, just it's mostly just drumming videos, covers from from songs that people might like, you know. So, for sure, yeah, give me a follow. Yeah, that's awesome. So you guys go uh, go follow him on his journey, and uh, he, you won't have any regrets on that one because he's Donnie's like one of the best guys out there, and such a good down to earth person. And dude, I'm just I'm excited about your you know, just everything going forward too, and I appreciate our friendship and everything else and uh, i'm excited to see where things go yeah uh, same to you man same to you i appreciate Looking forward that, to man. everything yeah means a lot so we'll uh thanks for coming on the podcast brother and we will talk soon sounds good we'll see you down the road all righty sounds good thank you everyone for listening to the lost trip show if you enjoyed listening go subscribe to my channel so you can stay updated on our new shows that will drop every week We look forward to bringing much more successful professionals on the show to get to know their story and bring inspiration 